Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you think Caitlyn Jenner has any chance of winning this election? Well, you know, anyone has a chance because I think that the people are dissatisfied with what's going on here in California. And I hope that as many people as possible are jumping into the race and uh, going for it. Because remember, when I was in the recall election, there were 150 candidates there. And it was a huge circus. It was kind of fun to run for governor at that time. Yeah. And it will be fun this time, too, for everybody. The key thing about all of this is it doesn't matter if it's Caitlin or if it's anyone else. To have a clear vision of where you want to go, what are the kind of changes you want to make, and why are you qualified to become governor? That's what you have to convince the people. All the other stuff is all nonsense uh, because the press will attack you no matter who you are. They attack me, but then on the end, I won. You know, so that was the main. You did win, and now, if you'll excuse me, I have a maid to tend to. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first of all. Uh, him saying, yeah, I think she could win, I think anyone could win, is not exactly the same as the headline I saw. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, Caitlyn Jenner could win. Yeah, followed by anyone could win. Okay, so it waters <laughs> wow. it down a bit. Wow, um, yes. And uh, Joe might differ with me here. I don't, I don't think Arnold's a dumb guy at all. I think he understood what he was doing. I think he had some decent plans. I think he very quickly got into state government or his first dabble in government really at all, realized, okay, this is a one-party, practically mobbed-up state. You can't do anything. Well, yeah, I can relitigate the case. He overreached. And because he's a bad, or because he doesn't really give a crap that much, I say lazy, I think he very quickly gave up. Yeah. Which is not a good character trait, but... I think he realized when he got in, you can't do anything. The governor doesn't have the power to change this giant tanker going the wrong direction. Well, he he tried, but he he tried like Arnold. He tried to do it all at once. He overreached. But, you know, history. Now the great state of California continues its downward slide. And Bill Maher might be in trouble for things he's said about Caitlyn Jenner. Twitter is clapping back against Bill Maher. Boy, if there's one thing that's not going to get my attention, it's hearing that Twitter clapped back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He did a, a riff, though, the other day on uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Pretty uh, pretty controversial. Clip 21. How about this for news? Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor. Let uh, I... <laughs> I me mean, finish my whole monologue on this and maybe take that one back. I... No, I know you think of her as a reality show star, but come on, people change. Uh, she is trans rested and ready. I mean, she's got uh, she's got a great slogan: "Take the sack out of Sacramento," because um, she <laughs> transphobic. That's funny. And then I like Caitlyn Jenner's response. Oh, uh, well, she she responded to Joy Behar on The View, if that's what you mean. Yeah, Joy Behar kept referring to her as him and his and the rest of it, and, and people erupted. Twitter clapped back. Please clap. And, uh, and Caitlyn Jenner said, that's fine. I know where your heart is. Don't worry about it. California has bigger problems than pronouns, which was a stateswoman-like thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, Bill Maher has more. Really? More transphobia. 
because, you know, this is only happening because our governor, there's a recall, which is stupid, but we're probably going to do it because in California we do stupid things like that. But Caitlyn Jenner is a very dyed-in-the-wool, lifelong Republican. Uh, I, I love that about her. You know, wasn't always sure about the whole man-woman thing, but low capital gains taxes born that way. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Let's go ahead and finish it up. Clip 23. And a lot of people, of course, are saying, isn't it strange for a trans woman to be in a party that is passing anti-trans laws all over the country? And Caitlin said, yeah, I get that. I, it's just something about being in a party that doesn't respect me, that makes me feel like I'm home with the Kardashians. <laughs> That's a pretty funny joke. On the other hand, characterizing some of those laws as anti-trans laws is incredibly yeah, dishonest. What are these anti-trans laws? Making sure little girls don't compete against dudes is anti-trans? No. No, it's not. It's got to be really frustrating if you're one of the other candidates that actually uh, wants to become governor and, you know, comes from a background of politics. Not that I think that's necessary. That uh, Caitlyn Jenner is getting so much of the attention. I mean, sure. John Cox and uh, and what's the other guy's Kevin name? Kevin Faulkner. We've talked to all these people. Kevin Faulkner. Right. They, yeah. can't, they can't get a whiff of attention. Yeah. It's so far off, though. I mean, the election is not going to be until the fall or later. It's so far away. It's a lifetime away in politics. There's no point in. And in we spite had of, an yeah. early dinner. And it was in an early of, dinner. you got to remember that. That's a good point, you know, that it was early. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom is utterly incompetent, and the polls show he won't come anywhere close to getting booted out. So, you know, I. I know a lot of our Cal Unicornia listeners would love to hear us, you know, really trumpet it, really whip people up, but. You know, if you're listening to the show, you're probably going to vote to recall the jackass anyway. And, uh, you know, if you're not, what good is it going to do yeah. for us to preach about it? He's an incompetent idiot. It, everything has gone sideways. It's just, okay, there you have it. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. So the CDC is expected to come out any moment, like this hour, with the new outdoor mask guidelines. Which I'm only excited about because uh, if they recommend that uh, it's not important to wear a mask outside, I I would love to have more cover for not wearing a mask in certain areas that I go into where Mm -hmm. a lot of people are masked up and I don't want to be looked at askew. Yeah, it's as the crow flies, the county where you've spent most of your time on the West Coast and where I have... um, as the crow flies, there's no distance whatsoever, but ideologically, it's it's uh, a thousand miles. Mm. And there's there's nobody wearing a mask outside. Why does ideology have anything to do with wearing masks? That's a great question. That's a great question. But it obviously does. It Joe Biden sitting alone in a room wearing a mask on a recent Zoom call with, with world leaders. What could be dumber? He's fully vaccinated and he was alone. It's just the messaging is so, I mean, it's like we're all goldfish or something like that. We only respond to a flashing light. I'll be, I'll be happy to put them away forever. I'll tell you that. We're, we're a ways away from that. But Yeah, I was actually working out with my personal trainer, Jack. As you know, fitness is That's a right. real priority for me. Joe's, <laughs> Joe's got a personal trainer now. Because, yeah, uh, Michael Dwee, because uh, would you just say personal fitness is a real priority for you? Oh yeah, always has been. Um, uh, do we still have Tiger Woods activating his glutes, Michael? Because we were really working on my glutes uh, yesterday. I have to look more, but with yeah, your, with your trainer Jean Jacques. 
What? That's what I've named your trainer. Jean-Jacques? Yeah, Jean-Jacques. Wears He's no nothing, Frenchman. Wears no, no I, I didn't say he was. Uh, he <laughs> wears nothing but very snug-fitting athleisure. Yeah, that's what it's, I'm picturing. And it's velour, too. How yeah. uh, All of it matching. How old, like, did you get that custom? Is. How old is your personal trainer? Jean-Jacques. He's one of those guys who looks younger than he is. He's got uh, high school kids. Oh, okay. So very yeah. big oh. on form. Really wants you to get the get the motions down right. Does he ever touch? You weren't even there. Does he ever put his hands on you when you're doing this stuff? Well, he's got to test uh, how my glutes are coming along. Okay. Needless to say, for the form. I, I tried to activate my glutes as best I could uh, in between, uh, but it just they never stayed activated. Yeah, nope. go back to sleeping nope. in your car as your round corners, Tiger. <laughs> wow, wow! Poor guy's got inactive glutes, and now you're kicking him. Come on. Come on. A little mercy. Sleep in the bed. Awake in the car. Let's just try this again. Sleeping is in the bed. <laughs> we stay awake in the car. All I need to, I just need to go on one of those alternative websites and order some, uh, some buttless uh, pants because my glutes are really coming along. Ew. And, you know, if you're going to work that hard, you want to be appreciated. Ew. So maybe just really, really tight pants. Maybe that's what I'll go with. Really the worst thing I've ever heard. I'll ask Jean-Jacques where he gets his athleisure, his velour athleisure. So, it's kind of a gold color he wears, Sean, mostly. It's like mustard, I guess. Let me. <laughs> I assume that'll change seasonally. Oh, of course, yeah. Of let course. me hit you with one uh, real political thing. I don't know how if big we, a deal this we is must. to you. Um, I got to hit that headline later, but uh, so yesterday Kevin McCarthy came out and he's the leader in the House, the minority leader for the Republicans, saying that an independent commission shouldn't focus solely on the Capitol insurrection from January six, but also include instances of political violence like Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests. And Liz Cheney, the number three in the Republican Party, said, uh, "No." No, we need to have an independent commission that looks only at the Capitol insurrection and how that happened. And that's seen as a pretty big break between the number two and number three. And mm. uh, I, whether you agree with her or not, I admire, I think that's actually one of the rare, you rarely see them these days, profiles in Courage, where she's willing to lay it out there and say, this is what I think, this is what I believe. If this party doesn't want me, then go ahead and kick me out. I'll go do other things. But yeah, I, this I is what it's... I think. I think it's a positive that there's diversity of opinion in the Republican Party. I would hate to see everybody in lockstep, honestly. Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I definitely think both questions ought to be asked. I'm not sure they ought to be asked by the same commission at the same time. No, uh, no. You know, to that question. Yeah. But it seems like a thousand years ago. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially when we found out that like the protesters didn't kill anybody. The tr- true the that. invaders, the insurrectors, the whatever. True that. Now there was brutal violence, but every once in a while, I you know I'm on something where I see the videos, and that was a crazy. Cr- the fact that nobody died is unbelievable. The effort was certainly being made. Yeah, it, it just it was a bad, bad thing that we don't want to happen on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't think it should be forgotten about. We should figure out who, who's, how did this get organized? Who was behind it? What was the point? What were they up to? How many of them are still around? The hell was going on there? Yeah, I think the FBI is looking into it. I'm not pretty talking about thoroughly. the people like uh, the friend of our family who, as it was happening, I was telling you that uh, 
They were sending us videos from the Capitol. They've since been arrest, arrested, by the way. I'm not talking about those people thought, this is wild, we're just walking into the Capitol. I'm talking about the people that showed up in the camo and military formation and went up there and started beating on cops. And well, what, what, what were they doing? Yeah. Yeah. I well, think they were planning to inquiry. I think they were planning to assassinate people. Well, there hasn't been an inquiry yet. What? Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi wants way too much from the from the ridiculous uh, what she's trying to pull off. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the the F uh, the FBI inquiry, mm-hmm. an enormous investigation oh, into yeah, the, yeah. the very questions you were asking. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I don't trust Congress to do anything at this point. That's a decent point. Why have Congress involved in it at all? The days of Erskine Bowles are a thousand years ago. Some sort of reasonable bipartisan truth finding effort. Even the uh, the nine eleven commission. That's that's forever ago. There's been so much change. I know how much you all love the Oscars and hate to hear this, but it got horrible ratings, uh, just absolutely horrible ratings. And the Oscars was already dead to me, but it's officially dead. Uh, we'll hit you with the actual ratings and stuff like that, but it's officially no longer. If you're talking about it because you think everybody saw it, you're just wrong at this point. Um, the actual numbers on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Well, I was hoping for more leniency out of the CDC on masks. I follow Dr. Scott Gottlieb more than I do the CDC, and he thought, we don't need to wear masks outside, and if you're vaccinated, of course you don't need to. That is not what the CDC has just come out and said in a very, very, to my mind, just weak and embarrassing display. Uh, the CDC has just announced people who are fully vaccinated against the COVID-19 don't need to wear a mask when walking, hiking, biking, running alone, or gathering in small groups outside. It says here taking a major step toward easing restrictions. I don't think it's a major step at all. It sounds Vac- like a tiny little cowardly baby step. Vaccinated people should still wear masks in public settings indoors and outdoors no. Such as concerts, sporting events, and other gatherings. So you've been vaccinated and you're outside. You should still wear a mask. That's they're just that. dumb. That's just well, dumb. Even, even just Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. They're just saying that so unvaccinated people won't say I'm vaccinated and take off their mask. So that everybody's got to be in masks. So you can tell, can we st- you know the unvaccinated are in masks because everybody's in masks. Can we stop with the, the uh, trying to outsmart us? Just, just, uh, the, the, and it's funny, it's coming mostly from the we believe in science crowd. The we believe in science crowd is constantly playing the trying to manipulate the masses game. Right. I mean, when with Fauci, who's super extra careful, when he said over the weekend that the chance of getting the, the, the COVID if you've been vaccinated outside, is just almost zero. He said minuscule. And the reason I remember that is is because he pronounces it minuscule. <laughs> I thought, who says But that? so it's basically nothing. Right. Catch me outside. You know, How about that? That's the coronavirus right there. <laughs> Can it be caught outside? Coronavirus! Catch me outside. How about that? So the CDC is more careful than Dr. Fauci at this point. And, right. and Gottlieb, Beautiful. Scott Gottlieb, who's been my favorite guy in this since the very beginning, Gottlieb said in his Wall Street Journal opinion piece yesterday that 
you shouldn't wear ma- you, masks outside aren't needed for anybody for the most part unless you're close together he said maybe and if you're vaccinated you don't need them at all but the right. cdc guideline is yep still got to wear a mask you can take it off if you're running alone oh thank you thank you government for allowing me to take off my mask while i'm running alone you know, never mind the fact that everybody's already doing that and nobody's stopping you. You know, going back to the concert thing, what really bothers me about it is if I'm vaccinated, I cannot give it to you and I cannot get it from you. If you have self-selected as an unvaccinated person going to the concert, you're only at risk from the other people like you. So that's your problem and their problem. It's not my problem. I'm taking off my damn mask. So Harvey, Javier Becerra, who I hate for different reasons, um, who is the new HHS secretary, he said, the message is clear. You're vaccinated, and guess what? You get to return to a more lo- normal lifestyle. This is a more normal lifestyle? Wearing a mask outdoors at a ball game when I've had the vaccination, which is 100% effective? <laughs> 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 what? And, and you people want government involved in more. You want them running everything. You want them running health care. I, I wonder if this will cause some shopping. sort of... There are plenty of people on the right who are predicting this whole uh, COVID episode will make people more obedient and more sheepish. I'm hoping it makes them more cynical about government. I don't know how it couldn't. I was expected to be disappointed in how far they went, but man, they really, really didn't do much. That's something. Catch me outside. How about that? The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't want to belabor this too much. All right. The CDC just came out with their new mask guidelines, which I was kind of excited about. I'm really disappointed. Um, so I went back and looked at Fauci and Scott Gottlieb and what they have said and written in recent days. And they both said, if you're vaccinated, you should be able to take off your mask outside, you know, period, is pretty much it. And even if you're not vaccinated, the chance of getting it outside is very low. Well, right. the CDC just came out 10 minutes ago with their guidelines of not only do you need to continue to wear a mask outside if you're not vaccinated, <laughs> even if you are vaccinated, unless you're running alone or something, you should leave your mask on. So d- completely defying the science and two of the most respected scientists on this in the in America, a weird paternal trying to, you know, Sean used the example of in America, doctors tell pregnant women you can't have any alcohol. In Europe, they say, yeah, a glass, one glass is fine. It's not going to hurt anything. All the science shows that. But right. we, we go that we don't trust people. People are too stupid to understand the subtlety. And I hate that view from the government of humanity. Hate it. Couldn't hate it more. It pisses me off. And on a practical level, it really prevents Darwin from doing his job. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that's frustrating. I, this... Well, I'm not. The harder you squeeze, the more it goes between your fingers. I'm out. I'm not listening to anything they say. The reason I bring this up again, though, is... If this is a is if this is what it's going to be like, this unwinding of the pandemic rules is going to be slow. Ugh. I mean, if Fauci's saying there's really no chance of getting the the freaking COVID if you've been vaccinated outside, I mean, it's almost impossible. If he is on the other side of the CDC, it's going to be a slow unwinding from the Biden administration on this thing. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, the reasoning is if we permit. 
people to do, which is not only scientifically defensible, I mean, it's practically scientifically guaranteed to be just fine. Other people at other stages of vaccination or not getting vaccinated or don't plan to, they might put themselves at risk. So let's sacrifice the liberty and happiness of the people who have been vaccinated to make sure the the lunatic fringe or the refusers or whatever are 100% perfectly safe. Well, to them, to that, I say F you. I'm not interested in going along with it. Oh, by the way, every media outlet I'm looking at, Every one of them going with some version of getting back to normal as their headline. Did you read what they said? No, they're stupid. (gasps) They're terrible at their jobs. So complete transition to a different topic. We were talking about how many social media followers you need to make money or quit your job, I guess was yes. the promise, premise. How many do you need to, to quit your job? And frequent uh, correspondent Amani wrote us a really interesting note. I'm excited about this because I just started my <clears throat> What's in My Pocket web page. In which I, every day, I'll tell people what's in my pockets. Uh, Either a mouse or you're glad to see me. (laughs) (laughs) A guitar pick. Yeah, that's always in there. Always a guitar pick in case somebody hurls a guitar at him. Absolutely. Uh, So anyway, uh, Amani says, this is obviously too long to read on air. You don't tell me what's too long to read on air. (laughs) I started my YouTube channel, Wilderness with Amani, about a year and a half ago. Recently, it's begun to pick up a little steam. I've never been on any other social media platform, so my advertisement was limited to me handing out business cards to people I encounter when I'm out in the field or uh, my viewers sharing. Uh, now, the algorithms seem to be putting my content right in front of viewers who have never heard of me. I have a wide range of backpacking and trout fishing content, but my fishing stuff is what people love. I probably could have spread the word faster, but I decided to just let my content do its thing. So this is really, it's kind of an experiment in the wild. He didn't work very hard at this. The videos are actually quite nice. I've looked at his kind of teaser video. It took a year for me to gain a 1,000 subscribers and get my channel monetized. I keep my channel family-friendly, so everything's eligible for ads. Videos uh, over eight minutes get two ads, and longer ones get three ads. The money I made hardly covered a tank of gas the first couple of months, and it was still a hobby. I was just basically trying to show people where and how to fish. Then things picked up as I kept firing out new content and gained the next 1,000 subscribers in roughly six months. Now I've gained the last 300-plus subscribers over the last week, and the numbers uh, in speed of growth keep going up. I made around 185 bucks this month, and I'm on pace to easily make over 300 next uh, $300 month. Right. I've had roughly 50,000 views on my channel over the last 28 days. That number keeps rising. Not retirement money, but we'll almost cover a car payment soon. And in six months, who knows where it'll be? You get a decent point. Yeah. Maybe it'll crash or maybe it'll skyrocket. I've got uh, 2,300 subscribers, which is 40 more than yesterday. And every metric is increasing. Uh, There was one website, uh, a guitar lesson website, a guy that I stumbled across somehow when he was early. And he probably had few thousand and i remember when he posted the video said i'm doing it i'm quitting my job he's a high school teacher i'm quitting my job and going all in on this and Mm. uh and he now has two million subscribers and he did that in a couple of years his stuff's really good it's really well done but it was interesting to watch the growth of it go from i'm kind of doing this as a hobby to i'm quitting my job and gonna this is a risk to clearly he's going to make his living off of this for the rest of his life. I have heard very few success stories about social media stuff in terms of I'm setting out to make money on social media. They are almost always, I do this because it's fun, it's a hobby, and it interests me, and I just keep 
for whatever reason it sticks and I'm able to do it consistently enough, like this uh, yeah, listener you, you, says. You got to be into it. Yeah, the, yeah. Consistency really helps too. Yeah. And, and I think unless you're a truly talented performer, your intent shines through, and people who are just obviously, you know. Uh, prostituting themselves to get more eyeballs you see that and you don't need that it's kind of off-putting whereas a guy who just really loves to fish and he posts videos about it that's endearing it's appealing if this this had occurred when i was like a 15 year old the only thing i'd have been doing every day is trying to figure out a way to make one of my hobbies or interests work uh because this is this is like the gold rush um i mean you you can in your own bedroom anybody in the world, if you got an internet and a computer or a phone, become a gazillionaire in a way that has never been possible in human history. Right. Ever. Well, and Amani points out he doesn't need millions of dollars. He just right. wants to be able to do what he really loves sure. doing. And what a great opportunity to do that and make a decent living or a supplement your already decent living. You put out a video, you could just shoot a video on a Saturday morning easily. I put love out one a week. And I love the way he's looking at it as opposed to, you know, I'm going to become ungodly wealthy this will make a car payment well if you can come up with a website that consistently can make a car payment that's huge sure yeah as long as it doesn't you know come to dominate your life or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah that's, but if uh, it's a hobby cool. of yours it doesn't dominate your life in the in, in a way that's bad right true you look forward to doing it that's cool. yeah. very very cool yeah your teacher friend is a great story too uh interesting um, uh, CDC says it's safe for vaccinated people to unmask outdoors. That is a bad headline. L- l- look at what they wrote <laughs> underneath there. I'm looking at another one. CDC relaxes guidelines and out barely, barely. And they're still absurd. And there's still- think CDC unleashes new guidelines, totally unsupported by science nor logic would be a better headline. That's frustrating, man. It's frustrating to have to it's, it's, go up against the entirety of the media every well, it's, stinking day. It's damning on so many different ways in terms of the relationship between people and the government. We all know you're jerking us around, and you're trying to outsmart us. So that makes us, just like you were talking about earlier, that makes me more resistant. That makes me skeptical of everything you tell me. Like, I know something about this now. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so much, but there's all kinds of things you tell me to do that I don't know anything about. Now I question that. Yeah, for and for very good reason. And then um, you also have the weird people aren't doing what you think they are already. What do you mean I can jog outside without a mask? Everywhere <laughs> I look, there are people jogging outside without masks. So what do you mean kids might be able to play together in a park on July Fourth? <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, who are, what, what are you talking about? Right. What would you think of a YouTube channel where I, like, try out different towels? How soft they are, how absorbent they are. Define (laughs) tryout. Oh, Sean, I'm going to try them out. Are you going to Are you going to floss your grundle or the uh, the whole uh, bowling ball uh, polish maneuver? Heck yeah, I am. That's trying it out. That's why my channel is going to be so popular. (laughs) You know one one problem we have. I wish there was some way around. And if you know, text me what it is. Like, my son watches, uh, I've mentioned Beck Bro Jack is one of the YouTubers. He looks like he's about 20 years old, plays Minecraft and games like that. My son's really into him. But some of the ads are not at all kid-appropriate. Oh, really? And he doesn't have any control over that. You know, YouTube jams the ads in. Which but, is Google. Uh, Google. But they mm-hmm. but they jam in ads that are for R-rated movies. They're either super scary oh. or way, way too, 
you know, sexual for, for, for my taste. So I, I wish there was some way to control that. Yeah, you'd think you could sign on and uh, give your age. Of course, kids might not do it, honestly. It, the filters exist from the content creator's side, right? Like, the you can say this is uh, this is adults only, and then it eliminates some of like, yeah, the children's as, toys, things like as that. As far and, as I know, the cutoff, though, is like four. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah. You, it's either four and under or everybody else. But he's currently YouTube. But even <laughs> him, he's a 20-year-old. If he makes m- videos for his friends, they're fine watching R-rated sure. movies. Right? Sure. So th- there needs to be filters on the viewer side of things as opposed to just yeah. on the creator side. I don't side. know his particular analytics. Maybe he's got mostly you know 18 ups. I don't know. But I know my, I, my young kids and all their friends are super, super into it, it. Yeah, you'd think there'd be parental controls. I mean, it's the new TV. <sighs> YouTube had talked about trying to expand that to come up with some sort of cutoff that's like around the age of 14. Because currently it's either for four-year-olds and under, which is like really, really, I mean, Blue's Clues type of stuff. Well, when my son turned five, I bought him a pack of cigarettes and a 45. You you didn't? Five years old, man. Get out. Get out and get a job. God, what were we on the other day? It was some kid video or something like that, and an ad comes on with two college girls. Tired of all your UTIs? Is that what they're called? Urinary, Urinary tract, tract yeah. infections? Yeah. 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 yeah, I got one the other day, too. My son said, what's a UTI? I thought, well, I don't want to have this conversation because you're watching this. I mean, what, what, and you, I, don't think they're, I don't think that's who they're targeting anyway with their UTI ads is eight-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they are, that's a bad marketing plan. So it's a loss on both ends. <laughs> so there I am. Plus... This towel stretches nicely to go around my waist. If I'd prefer my nether regions not to be uh, exposed, I give this towel four out of five rubber ducks. I think <laughs> a rubber duck scale. I think, yeah, I think every, just off the top of my head. Every video opens with you hear the shower shut off and you open the door, and then you got that like <laughs> blurred out area around your 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 naughty bits. Yeah, can I blur out more than that until you know me and my personal trainer get a little more work done? <laughs> It might be popular in old folks' homes. I don't know. My new YouTube channel. And then it's you, a brilliant idea. And then you end every video with the floss. The just, right. There you go. We'll see you next time on <laughs> Joe Tries Towels. That's <laughs> better than unboxing videos. Armstrong and Getty. Some things, a lot of things get talked about as a big deal long after they're no longer a big deal just because you're kind of stuck in the old days. And the Oscars is certainly one of them. They used to be a big deal and they were second only to the Super Bowl and the biggest show of the year. And everybody watched it and everybody talked about it. And I knew people that used to have parties where they'd get all dressed up to watch and stuff like sure. that. I mean, just it was well, it was a really big deal, and it's no longer a big deal. Almost sixty million people watched it the year the Titanic won everything. Yeah, there's there's no reason to talk about it anymore. Well, it got less than ten million people watched on Sunday night. There there are five shows on every night that get ten million people watching. If we're if we're going to talk about something ten million people watch, there's plenty of those. Um, now that's probably not a completely accurate. On I'm sure it's not an accurate reflection of the ratings. Is a lot of people watch TV through different ways now, but it's and still, this year was crazy weird because nobody went to the movies. But it's just it and it dropped. Um, it had the lowest ratings it ever had last year, before you could blame the pandemic. And this year it's down fifty eight percent from that. 
68% drop from its lowest year ever. And it's not going to bounce back. Um, it's, it's dead. So that's fine. But Bill Maher uh, was talking about, and he a couple of weeks ago, he predicted really bad ratings. He said, <laughs> we're having one of the weirdest years of our lives, one of the saddest years of our lives, and you put out all these downer movies. I mean, no wonder nobody watched. And Bill Maher said, here's a summary of the contenders this year for the Oscars, starting with Nomadland. Which took home the best award, of the best picture this year, by the way. That's the one about the woman who winds up living in her van after her husband dies of cancer. In Judas and the Black Messiah, the FBI kills the leader of the Black Panthers. And in the trial of the Chicago 7, the FBI kills the leader of the Black Panthers again. Promising young woman has Carrie Mulligan avenging a murderous rapist, but then he kills her too. The Sound of Metal is about a musician going deaf. The Father is about an octogenarian descending into dementia. And Minari is the story of dirt poor Korean immigrants in Arkansas who put all their food in a barn, but then Grandma has a stroke and burns it down. Now go enjoy the show. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, when you put it like that. Well, my life is so effortless and full of joy every single second. I need something to really bring me down. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm not sure that's the reason that uh, it's over. There's all kinds of reasons. Uh, We hit it on it earlier, actually. Sean with the idea that, well, it used to be rarely that you got to see these people being themselves. Um, You just saw them in TV and movies, and now here they are being themselves. Well, now you get to see them being themselves all the time. And beyond that... With Twitter and social media, you, you you really get to see them being themselves. Like, you get to hear all their opinions about everything, and turns out they're not some sort of a floating above it all, wise, sage, glamorous, glamorous. wonderful. Yeah. No, they're just like any other doofus you know. They're like your sister-in-law or the guy at the end of the bar. They have some opinions, some of them you agree with, some of them you don't. Right. Nothing right. special about them at all. Other and than you ain't so pretty. pretty when you ain't all old meat up either. <laughs> Which is fine, you know. Things come and go. I don't. I'm not going to miss the Oscars. I predict they will gain back half of that audience lost next year and get to 15 million. Whoop de doo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, the trend is unmistakable. However, yeah. For final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody on the crew? He's pressing the buttons in the control room. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? You know, I can't tell you how excited I am. Now that I know I can jog by myself outside and meet three people for the 4th of July, I'm going to go try and get vaccinated today. Absolutely. There you go. Inspiration. Positive Sean's our producer. He has a final thought, Sean. Yeah, it it just really bothers me that pre-vaccine talking points still seem to dominate the conversation around COVID, even in a post-vaccine reality. Yeah, yeah. And my final thought is on that topic also. The government should be doing everything it can to encourage us to get the vaccine. I'm getting the second shot tomorrow, and I'm much less excited about it than I was before. And any other anybody else out there that hasn't gotten it yet... How are you, how are you going to get excited about the vaccination when you're being told even when you get vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask and don't get to do things? What kind of a message is that? It, it's terrible. It's insulting. It's trying too hard. Too clever by half, as they say. My final thought is I really appreciate my uh, personal trainer insisting that I do my workouts in a thong, in a G-string. Oh. Because the freedom of movement is incredible. <laughs> I mean, the, the range of motion is just, it's great. Really? <clears throat> yeah. 
Bend over and touch your toes and whatnot. <laughs> For instance, yes. Hey, we have a coworker who just got their second shot yesterday and uh, thought they were doing fine on the second shot and, get, and then felt like they got hit by a truck by last night. Um, got quite sick from it, and that's the same shot I'm getting tomorrow, so I'm not looking forward to that either. So now I might get sick for a day, and I don't get any benefits from getting the vaccine. Woohoo! Super excited. Good job, government, of, of squashing people's excitement for getting the vaccine. One of the most miraculous things that's ever been done in human history. So dumb. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for all those clicks under hot links, all the articles and books and videos we referred to. They're there for you and a whole lot more. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The the vaccine's 100% effective. Do you understand that? We can do anything we want anywhere around anyone. Shut up. Keep your mask on. Shut up. God bless America. In any event, I hope this is behind us. But at times, there are ramifications. My point was made. I'll see y'all soon. How much fun did you have out there today? A lot of fun. There are many situations where fully vaccinated people do not need to wear a mask. Coronavirus! Catch me outside. How about that? Whatever you say, you are out She is trans, rested, and ready. Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon. Take care. Wear your mask. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.